welcome back to another episode of the Teaching at ARU podcast. So we've got a really fantastic episode in store today. Um, we're on episode 10, which is how is assessment and feedback approached at ARU? So really brilliant that we can welcome um, Sean Le Boutier from Angular Learning and Teaching. Uh, Sean, a big welcome to the podcast. Fantastic that um, we can we can welcome you today. Uh, we always ask our guests if they wouldn't mind giving a quick introduction, if that's okay with you. Hi, Jamie. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, yes, yes. So, yeah, my name is uh, Sean Le Boutier. I am uh, the chair of the Assessment and Feedback Strategy um, Steering Group. So that's my current role. Brilliant. No, thank you, Sean. And, uh, and and as always in our podcast, we've got three key questions that we're going to explore today. And we'll, we'll start off with, with what is very a broad question, um, but but hopefully we'll give, give a little bit of insight about, about ARU. So it's what is ARU's approach to assessment and feedback? Thanks, Jenny. That's a good, good question to start with. Um, and as you say, it is a very broad question. And of course, at ARU, we're, you know, we're very concerned about things like authentic assessment, employability, inclusivity, assessment, fairness, and obviously excellent assessment design. But to, to make your broad question more specific, um, I think my answer would be, um, in a sentence, at ARU, we promote something called uh, assessment for learning, an assessment for learning approach which let me explain that a little bit further. So in the past, um, the approach to learning and teaching was really to see students mainly as receivers of expert information, which was designed and presented um, by us academics. Um, after a while, at the end of a module, we would then test our students to see how much of this knowledge they, they had understood. Now, obviously we've moved a long way from this, this type of learning and I'm sure listeners will be familiar with terms such as formative assessment and assessment literacy um, <clears throat> which have now become an established part of our lexicon as far as assessment feedback is concerned and it's generally accepted that students should engage with the assessment uh, in a module very early on and continue to engage with, with it throughout teaching but it's really important to take this seriously, and that's what assessment, the assessment for learning approach essentially does. Um, assessment and feedback must be seen as a collaborative activity, um, which is central to the learning process itself. So we, it's really important that we encourage students to engage in assessment activities throughout the whole teaching period. Uh, and we focus on enabling students to gain a good understanding of the requirements of assessment, and that is effectively what assessment for learning is. Now, in practice, that's a theory. In practice, this can be achieved in, in many different ways, and we at Angry Learning and Teaching can assist uh, in, in helping any lecturer uh, in this process. Uh, perhaps the most well-known method for assessment for learning is to use peer assessment activities in the classroom where students assess and grade each other's work in, in what must be a low stakes environment. Uh, the benefits of this, I think, are obvious. 
you know, the students get to understand, be, become almost like assessors themselves. Um, but it's really important to note that setting up peer assessment activities requires very careful preparation and planning. It shouldn't be just, students shouldn't be just dumped into a situation where they have to assess another student's work. They need to have briefs. They need to understand what it is they're actually assessing. They need to learn how to become assessors effectively. So it is, it is quite time consuming, but it's also uh, very rewarding when it works in practice. However, if designing peer assessment is not for you at this point in time, where you don't have you don't have the resources uh, or time to to prepare for it at present, there are other methods which can be used to encourage assessment for learning activities. Um, for example, you could ask your students to complete uh, an annotated bibliography in advance of writing an essay. Or you could ask your students to take part in a blog and ask, ask them to contribute to an online academic forum. Or alternatively, you could, you could employ some exemplar exercises. The key with all of these practices is to get students engaged with um, the assessment, the assignment um, details early on uh, in the teaching process. So and that is the key thing in terms of assessment for learning is to think to think of assessment and feedback as a continuous process uh, which is itself a learning activity. Thank you. The, the really helpful insight and some really good examples in, in, in there. And I remember um, when I used to teach a, a level six module and we, we used peer assessment as um, as a as an activity for um, the, the students could have a go at um, the way they work together actually to mark previous assignments which was submitted and it was a very good collaborative task and, and, and really helped them to understand that that process but as you say it's it's definitely sounding like students taking a more active role in the assessment and becoming more engaged with the whole process from start to finish so yeah thank you that's that's really helpful Let's dive a little bit deeper now. So we've, we've talked about the approach, but what, what does assess, good assessment design look like? Okay, so we have kind of kind of kind of touched on some aspects of that already. Um, but uh, in terms of what does good assessment design look look like, I will I think I make three key points in relation to this. So I think the first point to note is that. Good assessment design starts at a course level. Uh, it's, it's very easy, easy for a module leader to, to, to think and act as if they're, they're working in some small silo. Um, they are the expert in the area they're actually delivering, so it's quite, it's quite, quite tempting to actually try to work that way. Um, but I think as with probably everything with assessment and feedback, empathy towards recipients of teaching, learning and teaching and assessment and feedback is key. Uh, and it's, it, it, it's very important here. So the first point I would make is that good assessment design starts at the level, at course level. Uh, uh, and perhaps the most, the most important thing for any new lecturer to do um, is to ask their colleagues what exactly they're doing in relation to assessment. So find out what your colleagues are asking their students to do 
Uh, and you may, if you do this, you may be surprised as to how often the same type of assessment method actually crops up. Uh, and also what the impact of that um, having to do the same type of assessment has upon students themselves. Um, so it's, in, it's important to, to stress that good course assessment design um, includes a mixture of assessment types. So, so my first my first piece of advice for good assessment design would be get together with your colleagues, the course leader in particular, and find out what others are doing and ensure that that students are not doing the same type of assessment again and again and again. Um, my second second point I'd make in relation to good assessment design is take your learning outcomes seriously. Your assessment design should align with the module learning outcomes uh, and with the and with the level of success in achieving the learn, learning outcomes, which should be made clear to students in an assessment brief. Um, and this should be available to students at the start of the module, at the very start of the module. So this assessment is the thing which worries students the most. Obviously, it's the thing which they're most concerned about. There is no point in delaying giving students an assessment brief. A lot of lecturers do this. I think oh, they just they won't understand it. Will, it, it will it will impact upon their their focus. Um, but my advice would be give that information up front and make sure that the information you're giving in the assessment brief um, aligns with the learning module outcomes. Uh, uh, and this will provide for students reassurance, clarity and fairness, and not just for students, but obviously it helps markers and moderators in the assessment process as well. My third point was is that um, when good assessment, when when considering assessment design, take some time to think about academic integrity. Um, and this is, in in some respects, this is this is easily overlooked. But it, 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 you can adopt a, quite a simple um, activity or set of activities once you've designed the assessment. Ask yourself some simple questions. Have you designed a task that encourages students to invest time and effort in completing it? Have you designed ways to dissuade them from postponing assessment tasks to the last minute? Can the student find the answer? Where? Does the answer already exist in some form? You know, if a student was to Google your, the essay question you've set, can they get an answer to it? Can the student copy someone else's answer? Is the brief clear? about what will be assessed, and which aspects of the work must be done by the students. So my three tips for good assessment design are, don't ignore the bigger picture. Always ensure that the assessment brief is clearly understood by your students and take academic integrity seriously. Brilliant, yeah, some really, really good good tips there. And, and some really great questions at the end to, to use to reflect on the assessment design and, um, and I, I remember seeing a, a comment recently with it, it was titled key provisions for, for success with, with assessment. And it was 
um, are the students prepared for the assessment and, and has it been explained why they're doing that type of assessment as, as well? So that leads on to a couple of the points you, you were making, but that, yeah, mix, having a mixture of assessments and learning outcomes, bringing them in and aligning them and then and academic integrity. So that, yeah, really, really good points there. And, and there's definitely a lot more we could discuss there as well. So um, it's definitely um, worth kind of following up if, if you want to find out a bit more about assessment design by by engaging with AOT or, or looking online and as, as well. We'll move on to question three, um, which now we move on to feedback. Uh, so feedback, so another very important part of the assessment process. What are good feedback practices? Yeah, thanks, Jenny. Uh, and as you say, it's a hugely important part of um, the, the, the assessment process. Um, and perhaps the most frequent complaint about assessment to receive from students is that marking is not fair or hasn't been fair in some way. And very often this is a result of feedback which has been given to students, not always. Sometimes it's simply because a student hasn't received the mark they, they wish they'd received um, but that could have been made the, that itself could be made clear in the marking process so the one thing i would say about feedback the most important thing here is to empathize with students absolutely when you're writing feedback have absolute empathy with the person who's actually going to be reading um, what you're feeding back to them um, so beyond that, I think there are, there are three aspects of writing good feedback, and this is well established in the literature around good feedback. And I'll just I'll, I'll go through these quite quickly. The first, the first one is is to to give effective feedback. So feedback should be always written in a respectful or polite tone. Good good responses or answers should be encouraged, so you should give encouragement where a student has done well, and errors and omissions should be pointed out. Don't skirt over them. Don't pull your punches, in effect, but always be polite and respectful. Uh, so feedback, feedback should not be overly critical, but also it shouldn't be too flattering either. If it's too flattering, then, then, then the, the student is distracted from ways in which they can actually improve. I guess really you could say effective feedback is, is, is straight talking in a sense, but in a polite, respectful manner. Um, so that's the first aspect of, of good feedback. The second aspect is really, really important. It's often why students say that they do not feel that the marking is fair. Uh, feedback should always be orientational and by that I mean a student should not be left wondering why they were given a particular mark or grade so you should always be absolutely clear to student why it is you have given them a mark in the high 50s or low 60s etc um, so orientational is the orientational aspect of feedback is hugely important uh, and thirdly feedback should be forward-looking and again this is off, this is an area where often we we, we fall down sometimes we, we we're good at the effective feedback and 
the orientation aspect, but we don't think about where is the student going next. And even if they're going into employability, advice about how they can improve what they've actually provided is really, really important. So the student should be told how improving some aspect of their answer will help them in their assignments or employment in the future. So think about the future for, for the student. Again, it's, it's kind of thinking outside of the silo in terms of assessment and feedback, thinking about having empathy with the student and thinking about um, where your feedback sits in relation to um, what they're producing overall. Okay, so that's my answer to that. Yeah, yeah fantastic, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, some brilliant tips again. And uh, yeah, they all resonated very, very much with me. I've, the, the, the first one about empathy, I think that's such an important point. And, 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 and you mentioned about respect. And I, I remember a student telling me once they had a comment saying, um, I think it was something like must try harder and how demotivated they felt afterwards and, and how damaging that can be to the to the learning so so what what you were what you were talking about just then uh, is is really really important and i guess the aim is 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 to to empower the student after seeing the feedback and, and for them to feel motivated to work on those you know areas um uh, highlighted and and to see the strengths as well as as, as you know as much as the 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 areas to focus on. Um, yeah, I think I think it's yeah I think it's a really important point there, Jane, in terms of being overly critical or writing mm. flippant flippant remarks. Students never forget them. Yeah. If you if you if you if you if you write something which is a, a tinge of rudeness to a student, a student will always remember that remark. Mm. Um, more than any other remark they've actually been given. So, yeah. and it's it, it it's almost kind of damaging that that trust there, isn't it? And it's hard to kind of go back to, you know, is it, to to uh, yeah, go go back from that. So yeah, I think they're they're really important important points. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, we've, we've covered a huge amount of time, a huge amount of content within that, within that time, loads of ideas and tips and, and loads more to, to talk about as well, which will, um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go on to some further information on assessment in the next episode, um, where we have James joining us, who, who will talk about how do we manage assessment using Canvas. Um, but that's been very, very helpful, Sean, to, to talk about um, assessment feedback at AIU and, and looking into more about assessment design and, and feedback. So thank you very much for, for being a guest on the episode. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Jamie. Brilliant. And thank you and, and to everyone listening. And, uh, and we look forward to, to welcoming you to, to the next episode. Thank you.